0: Hey everybody it's Chris we actually recorded this one in a two-hour stream so it's actually broken up into two parts so this is episode 3 part 1 enjoy hello everyone and welcome to the RPG Academy uh, presents Dragonlance the shadow of the Dragon Queen adventure uh, I am your host and GM for this adventure uh, my name is Chris Berlew. Uh, joining me tonight are our four uh, merry band of adventurers. Uh, you know, I'll introduce them. Uh, playing our Salamnic Knight, uh, Ulrich. We have Clay joining us again. Clay, how you doing?
1: Doing all right. Uh, looking forward to playing tonight. And awesome. Seeing what trouble we can get into.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see how the Oath and Measure plays out tonight. Uh, next, we have playing our soon-to-be legendary Ranger, uh, Goran, we have Dave. How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing well. I'm Dave, uh, playing Goran Greeneye, your Dwarven Ranger. Uh, looking forward to seeing how things go, as I missed last session.
0: Yes, we'll, we'll figure out what Goran was doing during that time. Uh, next up, we have uh, playing our not-a-thief, kind of-a-rogue, uh, Hal. We have RJ joining us. How's it going tonight, RJ?
3: It's going good. It's going really good. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Glad to be doing this. Excellent.
0: And uh, last but not least, we have uh, playing Dutch, our human cleric, uh, the champion of Kiri Joleth. We have Skip. How's your evening going, Skip?
4: Oh, it's going well. Glad to be back.
0: Well, I am excited for this. Uh, now that we're kind of bounced around a little bit in the actual adventure, so anybody who actually has the book will notice that last week... We kind of rearranged how things were going just because we had a player out. So hopefully we'll get back on track a little bit. And uh, just like any other GM, I'm changing stuff that I want to change to fit more my style. So when we last left off, everybody was uh, meeting where I was at Thornwall Keep. You guys had a nice restful night, except for Gorin, which we don't know what he was doing. Uh, and in the morning, everybody was told that the funeral for Ispen Greenshield... I was going to happen at dawn, down at the wharf. So everybody has made their way down to the wharf. Um, Goren, you happen to see Dutch, Hal, and Olerick there. You remember them from coming into town. They are standing there, and near the edge of the wharf, you see a small stage has been set up. There's a small boat there, and in the boat lays Ispen Greenshield. And next to the boat is a well-dressed Salamnic knight. Uh, looks like she is probably in her later years as a knight. The rest of the group knows that this is uh, Captain Becklin, as she likes to be called. And she is greeting people as they come up. She sees your group and nods you know, a lot to Alaric. Uh, she salutes to you. Swoop back, of course. Before we jump into this, one thing I like that we did in Dragonlance, they did not refer to knights as ladies and lords. It was always sir. So the fact that we actually did that unconsciously I thought was good, so I'd like to keep doing that, even though Becklin likes to just be called Captain Becklin. She does not like the title of sir, unless it's a formal event. So uh, just to keep things consistent uh, mostly for me and the listeners you guys take your places uh, and it looks as though uh, those who were closest to ispen Greenshield uh, have all gathered on the docks overlooking the vingard river uh, there we see like i said ispen's body resting in a small boat uh, his body has been wrapped in a shroud uh, there's a musician playing off to the side uh, playing a soft song as captain beckland steps forward she is wearing her ornate ceremonial salamnic armor she smiles gently at everybody who's assembled and she steps onto the stage we hear her voice carry very clearly across the water you all knew ispin as a friend and there were none like him before he died he told me this there should be tales not tears for an old scoundrel like me. Make sure everyone knows my stories when I head off into the greatest adventure of them all. Uh, With that, Beckland nods, and several villagers uh, step forward. They pick up the boat. They carry the boat to the dock's edge where we see uh, Beckland and a a very well-dressed a female dwarf that I believe Gorin knows is uh, is known as Cudgel. They lower the boat into the water. Captain Becklin looks out and says, so let us do just that. On this, the second day of the Kingfister festival, we celebrate you, Ispen. Good travels, my friend until we meet again and we watch as the boat slowly drifts out into the river and eventually disappears from sight with that Becklin looks forward and says I invite everybody to join me at the brass crab where we will celebrate and tell tales of Ispen Greenshield and she nods her head in, in a very respectful way she salutes a salamnic salute as the boat drifts out into the river and then she turns and heads towards the brass crab and you all knew ispin he didn't want tears he wants stories and revelry and good old times for hal well
1: i mean obviously head up to the brass crab
0: okay
2: i walk up to the dock, grab my mead holder, take a drink, dump the rest, uh, and say, Green Shield, this one is is for you on your last trip. Close it, and then follow the crowd.
0: Excellent. Is everybody else heading towards the Brass Crab?
1: Yes.
3: We'd better hurry if we want a good spot.
0: Uh, You guys get up to the Brass Crab. It's... A fairly modest single story inn sits right near the wharf. Uh, The exterior vaguely resembles a giant brass crab. When you walk in, you see one of the walls of the circular common room uh, features a a faded mural of two enormous crabs locked in a combat, and it's inlaid with several brass details. Proprietor of the brass crab, Uh, You see a a human, a female walking around. She introduces herself as Yalmi, and she's welcoming everybody in, points you guys to a table and just says, In memory of my friend, everything is on the house today. But in return, you must get up and tell a tale of our friend (laughs) Ispin. Yes. And she smiles and goes back to entertaining the rest of the crowd.
4: Now, Hal, when she says it's on the house, that doesn't mean that you need to go up on the roof. she bring the food right to you at the table,
3: okay? Oh, thank you so much for explaining that to me. It's good. Just making sure. Yeah, I i, appre- I appreciate that.
2: Uh, Goran follows the other three in, looks to see where they're sitting, and attempts to pull up a chair next to him.
0: Dutch, you notice a dwarf that you know as Goran that helped you guys get here into town comes up and sits down next to you.
2: Well, pat you on the mid-back and hello, Dutch. Glad to see you guys again.
4: I'll reach over and pat him on the shoulder.
3: Good to see you. Where did you get off to? Yeah,
2: it was quite the day. After I left you guys at the gate, Um, I decided I would go and kind of see what was, what was around in the, the nearby forest. Um, I had to collect some, well, some roots and leaves and, and, and mushrooms, you know, all that stuff I need for my brewing. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was odd. I had found this nice little clearing with a little bit of overhang and sat on this rock after collecting the, uh, the different herbs and started to grind them up and, All of a sudden, I noticed that there was this this lovely, lovely bird song above me. I look up and there's one lone bird just singing away. So as I was sitting there with, you know, with my uh, mortar and pedestal and grinding away, the song became louder and louder as the, the bird flew down. And lo and behold, landed right on my shoulder. Odd-looking bird, never seen anything like it. Its plumage, you know, feathers of yellow, brown, and green. Its song just kind of didn't necessarily lull me to sleep, but it definitely took me to a different place. As the song ended, the bird looks me in the eye as I turn my head towards it, flaps its wings, and flies off. Lo and behold, holds up this... Yellow, brown, and green feather. This dropped in my lap. I uh look up towards the trees and have a thought of, and say, "Just live, yes, yes." I, I heard that the gods are coming back, and so I will display your feather for all to see. Lo and behold, I, I turn around and I takes two steps forward and smack my shin against the rock. <laughs> look down at the rock and. There's the rock. Part of it is a, kind of a, a red, rusty color. And another part, a, a some metallic, silverish color. <laughs> and what did I utter? By Rorok's beard. Yes, Rorok, I have not forgotten you. For the dwarves have always remembered you. And yes, I will carry your hammer upon my shield too. So immediately after that, after I collected my things, I headed towards the town. I've spent the last couple hours, well, the last several hours, in fact, even into the night, trying to find somebody to paint my shield. For my shield holds it up, and it has uh, the yellow, brown, and green feather on one corner, and the hammer of Reorix on the other.
3: Goran, at any point during your gathering of herbs, did you pick up any, just, mushrooms?
2: I did, yes.
3: Oh. It sounds like you had a good time out in the woods.
2: Sometimes you must taste to, to make sure the, the mushrooms are uh, at the, the correct uh, phase of growth uh, to be able to use them in the different uh, poultices and, and teas. Okay,
3: yeah, your, your story checks out. Makes sense.
2: That's why I would like to, at some point, talk with Dutch.
3: Yep, that a little bit sounds familiar.
2: We have a, a, maybe a lot to talk about. But forget me. I'm glad to find you guys here.
3: Do you have any more of those mushrooms?
2: I do. Pulls out his, <laughs> his herbalist kit. <laughs> this makes a fine tea. Okay. And helps with any toothaches. That's it? Nothing Nothing else? I look. No, oh, well. They do other things. Okay. This one here What? Will, will help, uh, well... Put put hair on your feet.
3: Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Do you sure, want sure. hair on your feet? Any, anyways, yeah.
2: Okay. Gotcha. Very good. So, what went on? I heard a lot of revelry coming from the
3: town. Alaric caught a fish. Yes. Well, Alaric caught the fish. The fish?
2: Was there only mm-hmm. one?
4: No, he caught a legendary fish, the Line Breaker. I'm pretty sure that you'll see a uh, trophy of it here soon. I know they started to uh, preserve it and mount it, taxidermy it.
2: Did this fish get bigger as you brought it in?
1: Apparently.
4: No, it would have been big enough to have swallowed you in one hole.
1: Would that hole be its mouth? It was like, what, eight and a half feet? Yeah. I believe. It was about eight and a Um, half feet. The, wow. Well, congratulations, Aldrich. Won the uh, fishing contest, mostly due to that. I helped. Yeah. yeah. You splashed in the water. Splashed in the Somebody has
2: to fall in. It was me. Dutch, did you uh, fish as well? Oh, yes. Yep, I uh, didn't, didn't do quite as well
4: as Aldrich, but, you know, it, it was well enough that, you know, I finished in second. So we're satisfied.
1: Pretty good for pretty good for a group of randoms that just showed up and decided. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> great. Great.
0: As you guys are kind of wrapping up that conversation, uh, you see Becklin, she's got a, a mug up and she's tapping a, her spoon on it to get everybody's attention and everybody quiets down and she stands up and smiles. Uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, I feel that Ispen would be very honored and touched to see all of you here to celebrate his life. I remember the time when the high sub-senior artillerist of Mount Nevermind launched her pet weasel all the way from the Nome Enclave to San Crist Island and then hired Ispen to go retrieve her weasel or at least to track its trajectory and see what he could find I wish Ispen was here to tell his version of the tale and as she pauses from behind you guys you hear a, a voice Eh you're telling us worse than he did move on and you turn around and you, you see a blonde human probably late teens early 20s got kind of a cocky smile on his face he's leaning against one of the walls he's got red pants with these tall black leather boots that when they're folded over you can see the white leather interior lining he's got a long red doublet on with a white ruffled shirt and he's got this black cape that comes off of his left shoulder. And it's all very nice fabric. Uh, on his right hip, he's got a little short sword. And he waves his hand at Beckland. And then, I want another ale. Even though it's the worst ale in the world. Just, somebody runs over and gives him an ale and he's just, please, you hear the waitress, please come calm, calm down. Beckland takes a moment and smiles i understand that i am not the only one that is here to shut to share a tale of Ispin. is there anyone else who would like to get up and share their story of ISPIN and how he impacted your life and then she steps back from the little stage and waits to see who steps up and immediately uh the, female dwarf jumps up out of her chair Uh, she's got red hair Uh, she's got long braided beard she's wearing a very nice leather armor it's very ornate she jumps on stage i ridamir cudgel to my friends iron smile i remember the day that we were chased for miles by a crew of Minotaur pirates. Boy, if it hadn't been for Ispin and his wild idea to throw an entire cask of vodka over there. Now, the plan, you might think, was to use it as a flammable thing. But you're wrong. Have you ever seen what happens when you throw a... Whole barrel of vodka at a group of minotaurs? They forget real quick about you. That's when I learned use your brain, not always your fist. And if the brain fails, guess what's next? She smiles and holds up a mug. To Ispin! The whole tavern cheers. <laughs> Hold up my, <laughs> the mead, the mead horn, and she s- sits you, down. Thank you, thank you. Kicks her feet up on the table, leans back in her chair, and just waits to see who's next.
2: I'll step up after.
0: Awesome. So Goran steps up on stage.
2: Kind of gives a a, a salute to um, Captain Becklin. Nods to Cudgel. Yes, yes. Follow up my kin, Cudgel. Approximately, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, I remember when I met you guys in the woods, just south of Salamnia. Uh, while you guys were roaming around, I was out collecting herbs for my mother. And uh, encountered you guys. <laughs> Couldn't help to encounter you guys. Isbin was in the process of telling one of his tales. Silent he is not. Quiet he is not. But teller of a tales he was. So was led up to, uh, to the encampment. I hailed in a cudgel, recognized me, called me in. First encounter with Isbin. What a good time we had. Sitting around the fire, I lost, I don't know, an hour, two, three, four hours just sitting there listening to him. Eye on, uh, it was... Dark, real dark by the time we were done. I headed back home with the herbs my mother wanted. And gosh, was she mad. But once she found out I was with Isbin and Cudgel, she forgave me and said that she would hope that they would, have, that they would uh, come and meet us. You know, Isbin and that green shield he has, magical he said it was, I think it was a, an article of luck for him. He was telling me about this one time when him and his party were somehow stuck in a burning building. Looks at cudgel. don't know how that would happen, Cudgel, but anyhow, he said he used that shield to help climb out of a chimney. It was just the right size to fit into a hole that allowed them to kind of use as a little platform to step up and get up to the top of the chimney so they could escape. Ah, I'm going to miss has it, Ben. so will all of you, I believe. One to Isbin, raising the mead horn, drinks,
0: walks down. Everybody, to Isbin. And as things get quiet, you hear, Ah, boring. (laughs) Somebody tell something worthwhile. And it's that same blonde in the back. Ale for me.
3: Hmm. I'll step up. All right. If you'll indulge me, I have, uh, I have two stories Bear with me uh, The first one was uh, Ispin and uh, how he, uh, he changed my life I'm here to, uh, I guess, settle a debt When I was a younger, more unintelligent lad I had the sticky fingers, you know I uh, grew up on the streets, had to do what I had to do to survive And uh, one day, uh, Ispin caught me And being a, ma- a young man of age he, uh, dragged me to the guards. And I thought I was done for. Instead of turning me in, he, uh, sat me down and signed me up. And that was the day I started my, uh, <laughs> time serving the city. And doing a, uh, a good turning my life around. Learning a lot of good, valuable skills, being upstanding citizen. You know, <laughs> One of those. So, um, uh, Tisbin. Changing my life.
0: Tisbin.
3: Now the other story is about the time I saw Isbin get into a bar brawl with a tackily dressed blonde haired idiot but you you all might know the end of that story. You may have heard of it. And I, you know. Tisbin.
0: Tisbin.
3: And then I, I pound my ale, throw it on the ground, and say, another. And I walk off.
0: As you're walking, you hear in the back, eh, I bet you he served well. How sore are your knees there, serving boy? <laughs> He's jabbing his elbow into the guy next to him who's trying to move away from him.
3: I look around, and I, like, make eye contact with, like, a few people. And look at him, make eye contact, and like look at my non-existent watch because I don't believe watches exist. And I say, man, it's getting late. And then I I settle down.
0: All right. Who'd like to go next telling a tale of Ispen?
3: I'll stand up and
4: give my tale. So, my friends know I am a of Kiri Jolith, as is my father, and my father's father, and my father's father's father. And when I met Espen, he corrected me once on that lineage. And uh, the joke that he told me was, Well, it's your father, and your grandfather, and your great grandfather. And he said, How do you know that he was your great grandfather, even though he? Passed long before you were born? It's because he, too, was a priest of Jolith, So he had to have been a great man. Those words kind of stuck with me. But there was one other thing that stuck with me very, very strongly from him. Anytime that I heard him get frustrated, he would utter a mild curse. And he would say, oaths and ambitions. I asked him what that meant. And he said, those are the two strongest things that can lead you down the right path or the wrong path. The oaths that you make and the ambitions that you have always have to follow together. And if they don't, then they're going to get you in trouble. That was great. Best piece of wisdom that I ever learned from anyone. Ispin was a great teacher and things like that. Twispin.
0: Tispin. The crowd cheers. As it gets quiet you hear. Ha betcha that family tree was a circle.
3: Alright, how much longer are we gonna put up with this? Yeah.
0: Feel free to interact with him however you want.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll walk up to the stage. All right. So what I have to say is how he helped me become who I am with my fighting ability. He spent some time in our village and here I was, you know, getting into trouble here and there randomly and was trying to stand up for somebody and it didn't go my way, let's put it that way. At that point he decided to come over and teach me a few things about how to fight and how to stand up for people and do things that are the right way. To hold our honor, defend the people that can't defend themselves. A little of that was instilled in me from him. I understand he is not a Islamic knight or anything, but that came a little bit from him with the way he taught me and some of the things he said all in all it was it was something that he didn't have to do that he took the time to teach some kid how to stand up for himself and stand up for the people that can't since i was willing even though i had no clue what i was doing at the time so today it's been may his stories last forever
0: Take a drink. Twispin. Twispin. With that outfit, looks like he taught you a real poor way to go about.
4: (laughs) And with that last statement from him, I will cast the cantrip light and put it right on top of this guy say now you're in the spotlight time for you to get up there and say something good about Ispen,
0: work it out all right uh make a dc12 uh it sounds like you're trying to intimidate him so an intimidation check it says it's based on your charisma which might be better for you than others yep that's a 14 perfect with a spotlight on on him, literally, he kind of wobbles to the side a little bit. Huh. Beckerus Uth Vaharin does not tell his tales with such peasants, and he waves his hand and then turns and just storms <laughs> out the door.
4: All the meanwhile, he has a glowing ball right. Top of his bed.
0: Crowd cheers and, hey, and people are rather happy that he's gone. Shortly after that, you know, the festivities kick off and Cudgel walks over. I like you. Just patting Dutch on the back rather vigorously and not very gently.
3: I'm glad you did that, Dutch, because I was just about to ask uh, the proprietor here how much a how much a stool cost.
0: Ah. Cudgel smiles. Stools don't hit nearly as hard as a table.
3: This is true. This is true. Right. I'm not quite as uh, built and I pat her on the arm. Built. I'm not quite built as well as as some a stool would serve me just fine.
0: I am glad to meet you. And she holds out a, a rather strong, calloused hand right in your direction, Dutch. I'm Cudgel, leader of the Ironclad Regiment. Oh
4: clasp Cudgel's hands with you know a two-handed grip, shake the hands and
0: it's a strong grip Then she turns and looks at the rest of the table So, are these your friends? Companions? Cudgel we are
3: Yes
2: It's nice to see you again I thought you looked familiar <laughs> I was a little younger the last time we,
1: we met
0: Ah, Weren't we all
1: <laughs> My name is El Warwick
0: she holds out her hand to to you. Hello Uh, this is Hal it's nice to meet you and you sir. She looks right at your symbol squire squire if I may pry who are you squiring to?
1: Squiring to uh, Elijah Belford
0: hmm An honorable man. I have met him once. He fought well.
1: It's always good to hear. Yes.
0: Did not run when things did not go well.
1: Yeah, we seem to have that in common.
0: We had a very well thought out plan, but uh, things changed and we were able to outsmart him.
3: Did that plan involve large quantities of vodka? Or uh, is that not always the play?
0: Not always. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. She just holds up a fist. It's a pleasure to meet you all. You should come out this evening to the battle. Ironclad Regiment is helping reenact the Battle of High Hill.
4: Yes, we met a couple of your uh, members the other yesterday when we were here having lunch and uh i think that it would be good
3: for us to see them again oh yes
1: some of hal's favorite people they
3: would do me well
1: were they misbehaving
3: absolutely oh I, no they they were pleasant and surly no, and no, just no. every bit as nice as i expect
0: i sense your sarcasm sir
3: I enjoyed their company almost as much as I enjoyed the fancy fellow who just stormed out of here.
0: Mm. Yes. He is quite the twit.
3: Is
4: that... (laughs) I agree. One of the locals?
0: Oh. His family has money and he... He has never really struggled.
1: Still not a good reason to come to a thing like this and be disruptive.
0: How many rich people have you met? Not
1: very many, obviously. <laughs> well, my fair share.
0: A lot of their children are not so polite. But enough. I must drink. You must drink. I agree. And we mm-hmm. will celebrate Ispin's life. To celebrate his life. To Ispin. To Ispin. He has not been a has Don't drink too much, because you have to watch the battle. Would never happen. You would never you can watch? You never
1: drink too much.
0: Oh. Whew.
1: I don't believe we were supposed to just watch. I believe we were supposed to partake. Really? According to Captain Beck when she asked, "if we would help in. You weren't here, Gorn. Sorry. We could partake. Oh no, I think she nominated us.
0: Oh well,
1: you wanted in on it anyway, so.
3: Oh, you nominated us all to. Okay. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't there either.
0: I am thrilled. It will be excellent to have the militia have such fine folks as yourselves joining them I I will be very excited to see how the things play out the reenactment every year gets better and it was one of Ispen's favorite things one more
1: reason we should do it then
0: I agree. I like you too, sir.
1: Not yet. The sir thing. (laughs) Oh, of course. Maybe one day, hopefully.
0: Soon. Keep doing what you're doing. And she bows. Till we meet again.
1: Later this evening.
0: Till we meet again. And she's wandering around from table to table chatting up people uh, spending a lot of time talking and trying to get as many locals to come to the battle as possible while you guys are sitting there everybody roll me a perception check um,
1: 20 total 10 14
3: 7 7
0: All right. So if I got that right, Ulrich, you rolled the highest. In the corner, let me rephrase that because it's a circular room, so there is no way you could have a corner. (laughs) Uh, In one of the darker sections of the room, you happen to notice a blue-skinned sylvanisty elf sitting there quietly watching the festivities and she is very graceful in her movements she's very uh, her skin like I said is blue but it's very clean it's very well uh, it almost glows as she's sitting there yeah but her complexion is really good is what I'm trying to get at and she is a little bit allure, alluring to you.
1: Blue skinned, like are you meaning like with like truthfully by the word or just because of where she's at?
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Nope, her skin is definitely blue.
1: Elves come in blue?
0: Not generally.
2: Are the aquatic elves part of Dragonlance?
0: A sea elf is, but she is definitely a Sylvanesti elf. Um, with the twenty, Ulrich would know. Based on her outfit and her mannerisms, she's definitely a Sylvanesti elf.
1: Seem out of place, then, kind of.
0: A, a little bit.
1: Definitely uh, point out to the group here. Yeah, hey, uh, that elf in the corner there seems a little out of place either trying to hide or shy.
4: I don't know many elves at all so I'm assuming that she's kind of uh, here on her own. Might be a little out of place.
1: I, I don't know many blue elves. Is she alone or she, does she have others with her?
0: Oh, she's alone. I mean,
3: if you want, I can go talk to her. See. I
1: walk up there.
0: Okay. She looks around. She's constantly kind of looking past you a little bit, but she does nod as you approach.
1: Hello. You uh seem like you're nervous, or is there something wrong?
0: When she speaks, she has a very melodic, very charming voice, which the GM can't do well. <laughs> so this is where you get to use your imagination. She says, I am but a humble performer who came into town to celebrate the festivities. I am not used to such, she looks around the room, Uh, revelry, I believe is what the human tongue would call it.
1: It's for uh, honoring a, a great manhood past or trying to. Pay our respects today in the way he would have wanted.
0: She looks past you, kind of has a longing look in her eyes. I, I too have lost many loved ones along the way. I understand what you must be feeling.
1: If you heard me earlier, I mean, it was... Someone that helped me when I was younger, so it's always nice to come pay your respects and and not let them just fade away with history.
0: And you honored his memory well. She looks at you, young squire, and bows her head. So forgive
1: me, I never asked your name. I am... Awarek. what is your name? Lee Dara. Alright, time out. You said Lee Dara?
0: Lee Dara. Yep.
1: L E E D A R A. It was very nice to meet you, Adara. What um, performances will you be doing?
0: She almost blushes. I. I'm not sure that I'm the right performer for now.
3: I would like to walk up at this point and say, Ulrich, introduce me to your new friend.
1: Uh, Lidara, this is Hal. He's one of our traveling companions.
0: She nods. Hello? It is a pleasure to meet you. And she's at her feet, you see she's got a backpack, and there's a lute you can see sticking out. She pulls that towards herself a little bit.
5: Oh, you
3: play.
0: I have been known to perform on, a, on occasion.
3: Excellent. Are, are you looking to play a song here?
0: I... And she looks down and kind of blushes. I'm not... I'm new at this performing.
3: Well, now's a great time to start.
0: Perfect. Roll a DC 16 persuasion check.
3: Persuasion. Okay. Uh
4: 21.
0: She smiles. I mean, if you and the Squire here feel it is appropriate I would be honoured to remember your friend i i do
3: we we would appreciate that
0: would one of you be so kind as to introduce me
3: sure <laughs> i'll uh Walk up on the say onto the stage and I will um take like the stool that I imagine there's a stool up there for people to, to stand on. And I'll start pounding it oh, on the sure. thing on the, the stage and I say
0: pay heed Everybody quiets down and looks up at you semi annoyed.
3: <laughs> I would like to introduce you all to the enag enigmatic the beautiful the melodious Lidara who would like to play a song in memory of Isbin
0: she very gracefully moves herself up onto the stage and sits down she pulls out her lute and she performs a heartbreaking beautiful Sylvanesti Elven song that everybody in the establishment is dead quiet and many of them have tears
3: since she took your love
0: away I go out every night after she sings a song she... Up and bows. Thank you for letting me honor your friend. I will be retiring for the evening. And she he- heads out of the
1: establishment. Okay. Of course, cheer, raise the glass type
0: thing. And you, you hear a lot of murmurs of, wow, that was one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. And then you hear Cudgel say, slams her fist on the table. Ale, back to the celebration. Ah. Right. <laughs> I'll take, take my fist. Breaks back into celebrating.
4: Gordon, now would be the perfect time to sing a real reel that, you know, Ispen would have loved.
0: As that's happening, Becklin approaches your table. She bows her head. May I join you? Of course. Yes, please do. Always. She pulls a chair up. I am glad that you all honored Ispen in the way he would have wanted to. Thank you.
2: He would have it no other way.
0: He did leave a parting gift that he asked me to bestow upon anyone who he thought deserved it. And I think your group... Has earned that honor. Later this afternoon before the battle, if you would please uh, come up to the Thorn Wall Keep. My squire will be here shortly. He will escort you up there. I will meet you there and pass along his gift.
3: We would be honored to receive such a uh, generous honor.
1: Very well. We will uh, wait for Squire Highwater, I believe it was.
0: Darret Highwater. He will be here later. For now, I must go continue the preparations for the rest of the festivities. I do hope that we can count on you joining in the reenactment of the Battle of High Hill. Most of her gaze goes to Ulrich and then Briefly gazes at the rest Definitely. of you. You get the impression that wasn't really a request.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Being voluntold. I-, I will be there. Very well. We will be there. I'll probably be there.
0: Hopefully you don't have another case of sticky hands, I believe you referred to it earlier. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, that was beaten out of me. Thoroughly.
0: Very well. You have an interesting life. Don't we all? True, true. But if you'll excuse me, I have other duties. We
1: will talk to you later, Captain.
0: I look forward to it.
3: When she leaves, I look around and say, she said duty. (laughs) Anyways, boy, I've had quite a few drinks. I should stop.
0: Food. Oh, food. There's, food! there's ale. I mean, you guys can spend, you know, some time eating and drinking.
4: I've drank enough. I'm not testing my constitution right now. I just want some food.
0: Yeah, no. It's a good call. Good call.
2: I will drink yours then. Food, food, definitely food.
3: Uh, after the battle, absolutely. Either way, it's going to be a good time.
0: Uh, As you guys are eating, uh, you see a a young gentleman come up. He's wearing uh, brown pants with tall black boots. He's got a purple tabard on with a long sword on his left hip. He's got shoulder-length dark hair. He's got two meat pies, one in each hand. He walks over, takes a bite out of one, chews it, and goes, oh. Sorry about that. I've been running around all day. I'm famished. Uh, I am Squire Dart Highwater. Uh, Captain Becklin has asked me to escort you back to the keep. Takes a bite out of one of the pies.
3: Why don't you sit down for half a moment and eat? Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm sorry, I... My duties keep me very busy, so... I, I just assumed that you were busy. I I am glad that... Yes, here. Pull out a chair. We have a moment to sit down. He's uh, eating the, the pies. I'll I'll take
2: out a knife and cut a piece of the pie off so he doesn't have to hold the entire thing. Push him
0: up an ale. He declines the ale.
3: I... Oh, whiskey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today is not the day for ale, my friend. I appreciate it. But I have to be sharp.
3: Oh. Oh. You okay.
0: are a bad influence.
3: I never <laughs> claim to not
0: be. Where are you from?
3: That's what everybody keeps asking me.
0: Great. And how do you answer them?
3: Just like I did.
0: Ah. Elusive.
3: Got it. I prefer aloof.
0: Fat would be the other guy that you made run away. I heard the story. That's impressive.
3: Uh, I heard that was Twit, and that was also all Dutch.
0: Oh. Dutch. And he looks over at you. Where are you from?
4: Me? Oh, I'm I'm just a small farming village off to the uh, southeast of here.
0: Born and raised right here in this little fishing village, dreaming of Traveling the world, that is me
1: Keep up the hard work And eventually you will travel
0: I will travel all over there when I am a knight
1: I bet
3: you will
0: Both of us have to And and how did you get here? He's looking right at you, Ulrich Walk (laughs) Well, that's fair, I asked for that answer um, I mean, besides the, the funeral, I, I mean, what else are you doing in the area?
1: I'm just here to pay respects to Isbin. He helped me when I was younger, so I was invited and told to come. If it was not for
2: Isben, I would not be traveling the world either. Uh, I'm from Kaelin, just just south of uh, Salamnia. The, the hills and forests just
0: south of Salamnia. Wait, so you guys haven't been traveling together for a while?
3: Day two. Well, three, technically, but... Technically
0: three. three.
3: Not, not good at math. It's been a couple sessions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Everybody just assumed you guys have been together for a while.
3: Some people claim we're together just based on destiny, is what I heard, but I think I don't believe that.
1: A few of us ran into trouble on the way here, and then uh, met up with Dutch after. It's a it's a way to bond when you're fighting with people and trying to help. So
2: yeah, we it we all f- four of us met met on the road. Interesting. You've spent most of your life here, and your training.
0: Yeah. Okay all my life right here in Vogler. What's it like other places?
2: Well, I could I could tell you a lot about uh the outskirts of uh Kaelin is a, a a dwarven kingdom. Uh dwarven city. Mhm. Um yeah, it's the uh surrounding lands are well, not as peaceful as what I would have it, but there's only been a couple of major things in my life that have gone astray, run in with some of the uh, the giant kind. Uh, the so this is for the DM. Are there ogres? Yes. Okay. Had a run in with a with a small number of ogres. Really? Uh, that that was yes. Unfortunately, that's that's how my uh, my mother and father died.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. uh,
2: Well, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, and then Salamnia, that is a... Well, it was a a really spectacular place at one time. At least that I've... That's what I've heard. Am I right in saying that Salamnia has now...
0: It's had its ups and downs. Yeah, okay. The Salamic Knights are not necessarily the most popular group... Right. ...on the continent, so... Was this? the
2: nation of Salamnia overrun or something after the the great catechism? Uh, A lot
0: of people blame the cataclysm on the Knights of Salamnia. Okay. So their reputation is a little tarnished. Just a little. Okay. So a lot of mistrust within them. Okay. But when you mention Salamnia, he, he lights up. I, I mean, and he looks right at Ulrich. We shall be there someday. Do you want to sit on the council? Uh, I just
1: want to do what's right, protect the innocent, and, and you know, prove that we aren't what people think. Get rid of those rumors.
0: Uh, me too. You guys have led so much more interesting lives than I have. It's just been a lot of fishing and working, and it can be monotonous.
3: Sounds nice.
0: A little change of pace would be nice. To be honest with you, there's really not much to, to do around here. There's no no ways to prove your honor and your worth. It's not difficult to fight a fish when they don't fight back.
1: I don't know that... That over-eight-foot fish was pretty rough bringing in.
0: I heard about that. You... <laughs> your legend will be told for generations.
1: I guess I'm going to be known for something.
0: i the fish.
1: Just remember one thing. Uh, careful what you wish for. There's many a times you might wish for some of these peaceful moments. Just remember these peaceful moments if... 'Cause if you ever get put in and and you're in the army and doing something you don't really want to be in where, you might be thinking about these peaceful moments, so remember them.
0: I will. Thank you. He pauses. Please continue. I didn't mean to cut you off, I apologize.
4: I'm pretty sure the captain's going to be waiting for us soon, so Oh yes. We may want to finish
0: up. Oh well, he has there. another
3: one. Oh no, I was just going to say you almost you almost done with your uh, your pie cool. there?
0: Yes, I I can eat and walk.
1: Sounds good.
3: Right. All right. Grab the
4: last of my bread and Sure. Set the mug down. I'm ready to go.
2: I grab another ale and I fill up my my mead horn and
3: let's go. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, walk me down. Got to have one of those.
0: As you guys are walking through town, uh, Darrett just continues to ask questions about where have you been, uh, what kind of weapons you use, how do you how do you maintain them, you know, out in the wild, you know, don't they rust? You know, just a lot of different questions like that. He's very interested in what you guys are doing and have been doing. And then you guys end up back at the keep after a few minutes of waiting. Becklin comes out as she enters the room you guys are in. She's carrying a shallow wooden box. It's approximately three feet from side to side. She sets it down very gently on a table. And she says, it's been left this for one of you, but it comes with a condition. Since he won't be attending the Kingfisher Festival this year, he wants the shield to be carried in the festivities. Every year, Ispen looked forward to participating and dying in an even more ludicrous way than the year before. It was always a highlight of his to do that. And As she says that, she smiles remembering the past, and she opens the box, and in it is a round green shield you know this as the shield ispin carried and this is why he was known as ispin's green shield uh the shield it's painted the mossy green and it has a scarred broadleaf tree painted on it as well and you all know the story of how ispin was given this shield by a unicorn in the far off forest of Darkenwood because he told everybody that story and Becklin smiles would one of you do the honors?
3: I am no good with a shield
1: typically Uh, I have the the great sword that I fight with Um, I don't know about either of you two, I know Goran you have a shield typically but Dutch and
4: I would gladly fight with it. I, you know, shield and mace is my, you know, preferred method for fighting. I don't know how of a acrobatic death I will uh, be able to do, but, you know, we'll be out there. I will gladly uh, take
3: it. Look, if somebody else wants it, I, please... <laughs> I I am no good. I am not trained in shields, I don't think. And therefore, you
2: will make quite the, uh, uh, how did she put it, uh, dying absurdly?
0: In a ludicrous way.
2: Yes. Ludicrous way. So therefore, I think you'll die with it more ludicrous than I.
0: She smiles very well, and she picks the shield up out of the box and hands it to you, Dutch. Strap it on my arm. It's very light. It feels good. She says, well, in a few hours, the reenactment of the Battle of High Hill will occur. I must go continue to prepare the local militia for their role it will be I would be honored to have you participate. The Ironclad Regiment is playing the invaders from Istar and the militia will be defending our city as they always have. It's a good time for them to learn a little bit and train better. Perhaps you could offer advice while they were out there.
2: So we are to Help out the militia?
0: Okay. Yes. Very good. Yes. Uh, You will be equipped with uh, wooden weapons that will also be slightly padded, for this is a reenactment. We don't want to actually spill blood. We want to celebrate the victory, not hurt our friends.
1: I guess the question I would have is... um... When we keep saying reenactment, is there places people are supposed to fall or you know, or lose on purpose or those kinds of things?
0: Uh, Becklin responds, uh, "Yes, they will. The mayor is helping me organize with the militia. We will guide you through your role when you get there.
3: The mayor's going to be there. Yes. Great.
0: Well, mayor Raven would not miss it." It was the mayor who organized to have the Ironclad Regiment join us.
3: Do my best. Stay away from
0: the water, Hale.
3: Doused again.
5: Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or RPG, consider using our affiliate links first. And then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook.